to Relevant, the radio show. I'm your host, Natasha Herrick. We have a great show for you this morning. Our topic is moving on with or without closure. Have you ever found yourself in a place you know that you needed to move on, but yet you found yourself stuck? You were waiting for an apology that never came. You were waiting for someone to come and give you a reason why it was over, and you were just unable to move on. We're going to talk about it today. We're going to give you tools to help you heal and move on. In the words of Tupac Shakur, you can spend minutes, hours, days, weeks, or even months overanalyzing situations, trying to put the pieces together, justifying what could have, would have, should have happened. Or you can just leave the pieces on the floor and move on. Our song of the day is one of my favorites, one of my favorite artists right now. It's Jonathan Mac Reynolds with Molly Music, and it's Moving On. The lyrics that particularly stick out to me, it says that it hurts to let go, but it hurts more to stay. I know my rear view can't compare to what God will do with my life. I am forgetting what's behind me. I have finally decided I'll be moving on. Check this out. Hey, I'm closing chapters. I'm turning pages. Glory to glory. And from faith to faith. I'm moving on. It hurts to let go, but it hurts more to stay. I'm moving on, I'm moving on, hey, I'm moving on, hey, 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 hey. I know my review can't compare to what God will do with my life. And I am your failures Ooh. and forgive yourself for moving
Los Angeles helped a homeless man reunite with family that he hadn't seen in 20 years. When Randy Emmis Balin and her boyfriend John Souza came across a homeless man near their house, the couple knew they had to do something. Randy had started a charity called Project Backpack in 2014, which helps homeless people in the Los Angeles area. So they were able to offer Franklin some resources. The backpacks they distribute to the homeless are full of food, water, clothes, and socks. He said something that touched their hearts. Franklin said, why do people just stand and look at me or laugh at me? I'm an extremely educated man. Say hello. Don't ignore me or give me these looks. They began talking to Franklin and learning more about him. Eventually, they learned that he hadn't seen his family for 20 years. And immediately, they started phoning around to help reunite him. They eventually, through contacting on social media, came across an uncle of Franklin's who flew to Los Angeles to meet him and take him home. They, too, had been searching for him for the last 20 years. Randy says that she and John raised money. They got him into a hotel, got him fresh clothes and shoes, food and other essentials. He touched our hearts forever, and we're going to miss him. We cannot wait to see what this next chapter holds for him. As Franklin moves on with his life and out of homelessness, Randy and John show us what happens when we do for the least of those among us. Now that's what's right with the world. What's right with the world? You're rocking with the best on a relevant radio show with your host, Natasha Harrod. I don't want to be that lie to make a second guess who I'm representing. No, I'm not perfect. No, I'm not ashamed to confess.
but I just think it needs to be said. Y'all don't really get the picture. Focus your attention on what really matters instead. Believe it or not, I'm with ya. Don't get too caught up in what you see on the ground.
This is Relevant, the radio show, and I'm your host, Natasha Harrett. Hi, and thanks for joining us. We are back with Relevant, the radio show. I'm your host, Natasha Harrett, and I have my guest with me today, Pastor Yanni Black. Hey, sis, how you doing? I'm great. How are you today? I am awesome. I am awesome. Thank you for joining us today um, for our show. And our topic is moving on. And I put with or without closure. Um, And we're going to get into that. But first, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Pastor Yanni Black. Um, uh, I pastor alongside uh, my husband, um, Pastor Desiree Black, who's the senior pastor of In the Name of Jesus Church um, in East St. Louis, Illinois. Uh, We'll be married for 13 years next month uh, on September 22nd. Congratulations. Um, thank you, darling. Um, we together have uh, six children, um, four girls and two boys. Um, between us, uh, all of our children, we have uh, 13 grandchildren. Amazing. And then I work secularly for the VA hospital supervising two locations um, of our administrative staff and primary care. Okay. Okay. And I will tell you all at the offset, Pastor Yanni is my sister. And I say that not my blood sister, but um, just a great friend. And so we're just going to talk and um, really kind of delve into this topic. And she is someone that I know you will be able to relate to and really understand where she's coming from. So, um, so yeah. So our topic, moving on with or without closure. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to look at this topic from all aspects. Um, yeah. Knowing or accepting when it's time to move on, whether it be a relationship, a job, a church, um, even moving on from hurt and disappointment. Um, yeah. How do we know when it's time to move on? Um, depending on which uh, area we're looking um, to, uh, when you're in uh, a relationship, uh, you know that it's time to move on when they expect you to be uh, somebody that you're not, oh. uh, when their actions don't match their words. Okay. Or when you feel like you have to beg somebody to love you back. Um, you kind of know then that uh, it's time uh, to move on. And then if we're talking about a job aspect, um, when you go there and you're ha- unhappy or miserable every single day, uh, if your skill set is greater than um, the set of skills that they expect you to perform every day, if the environment is tainted or toxic, and that's in a relationship too. If a relationship is tainted and it's toxic, it's probably time for you to, to move on. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then true. if we're talking about uh, a church, um, sometimes... Um, you have to pray and ask God, but a lot of times when God tells us to move and we won't, or you, you don't really know if it's God, he'll start to uh, cause a season of things to start to happen to make you uncomfortable so that you will move. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. When I you've mean, outgrown you... a place, when you've right. outgrown a place, it's time to probably move on. Yeah, relationships true. are kind of different um, and outgrowing because if you're married, no matter how much you grow opposite of the other person, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta, you gotta be rock steady. But if it's a secular or 
a personal relationship, sometimes you can outgrow that relationship. Sometimes you just yeah, outgrow. friendships, yeah, friendships or, or dating relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, you just, and sometimes the season for that relationship is just up. Mm-hmm. If it's outside of marriage. Right. Right. And I love the way that you broke down each of those areas um, because it's different things in different aspects. And, you know, when, when it gets, t- when it's time to move on, a lot of times in, like I said, a dating relationship, and we're talking, and I'm glad you made that distinction, you know, because we're not talking about moving on from your marriage. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, you right, right. But in that dating relationship, when you're, um, maybe you thought it was headed towards marriage, but they had other ideas or the job or the church. Um, and a lot of times when we get to the point where we're, pondering if we should move on or if it's time a lot of times like you said we're uncomfortable we're miserable we're hurt we're disappointed but it still seems as if it's so hard to formulate a plan to make that step to close that door to turn the page to start a new chapter why is it hard when we're hurting a lot of times or we're disappointed uh, because, uh, it's hard because a lot of times our soul is tied into, especially relationships, you you've, you've created a soul tie. Uh. And so when your soul is tied into anything, it's hard to break loose. Uh, but then our mindset, um, when you've become, uh, you know, sometimes when God tells you to move on from a thing, sometimes you will have helped build something or create something and you feel like it's your baby. This is my dream. How do I leave it? How do I exit? Um, and again, it's, it's, it's emotional. Um, where our emotions are tied to it and we don't really, um, open ourselves up to see the bigger picture, understanding that God is trying to transition us or move us into something bigger and greater. Wow. We're invested. And yeah, but we're, yeah, we're invested. Yeah, but we're blocking or tied to something that God wants to expand us sometimes to greater. But we think that this is the be all end all. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. good. Um, And and, and I like what you said about expectations, too. I mean, sometimes um, we expected this to be something else or we um, we thought that, you know, the job was going to lead to you know, a management position and they just don't see you that way. We thought, like I said earlier, the relationship was going to lead to the altar and happily ever after, but you know, that's not his makeup or, you know, know, or, or even the church, you know, it's where we grew up. It's what we know. Um, It's familiar, you know? Yeah. Cause they don't see you as who God called you to be many times when you grow up in a place or, um, you start from there, and they've groomed you. They they see they see you as Lil Yanni uh-huh. or uh-huh. Latasha. Um, yeah, they don't see you as the God ordained, God given, the anointed, um, who God has created you to be, who He's blessed you to be, and expanded you to be, yeah. who He's equipped you or called you to be. They don't see that part of you. Yeah, yeah, and it's easy to get comfortable in the familiar. And not really be obedient and heed the voice of the Lord when he's saying, okay, it's time to turn the page. Um, 
you know, we can wear a relationship or we can wear a church membership or a job or a friendship like an old pair of shoes. And we know okay. that the soul is worn out. We know that there's holes in them. They, we know that they're, they, you know, they are all run over, but they're comfortable, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know how to walk in them. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you know, you know what they are and you know what they aren't. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then sometimes it's not. What about when it's not so much that we're miserable? What if I love where I am, but I know in my spirit, God's leading me in a new direction. You know, I think that, you know, like I like this. This is comfortable. This is good. You know, but I feel like there's more. Um. And that's okay. You have to know how to navigate in that season. You can, you can love uh, somewhere you are, but God is calling you upward. He's moving. He's, he's expanding your territory. You, you, we, we've prayed that prayer. How many times you can be in a great place, but great and good is the enemy to better. You know, Mm. great is the enemy to greater. Um, Great and good is the enemy to better. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, You can be in a good place, uh, a rock solid place. And God says, I want to expand where you are. I want to take you further than where you are. And sometimes we haven't let our mind really conceive that God wants to do something, um, the above and beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine because we're in a good place. And Mm. you're saying to yourself, well, I'm in a good place. I don't want to ruin this. I don't want to ruin this good thing and God is saying I'm calling you to a great thing yeah. um, in order to get to the great you got to let the good go mm. in order to get to the great you got to let the good go that's good yeah. that's good and so how do you see moving on tied to obedience um, I see moving uh, moving on tied to obedience is like what he told um, Abraham in Genesis 12 and 1 um, he says, listen, you got to you. He says, listen, you got to leave. Uh, you got to go away from your country, leave your relatives. Uh, you got to get away from your father's house to a land that I'll show you. And then he tells me, he says, and I'll bless you and make your name great. I'll ex- exalt you and distinguish you from among people. He said, and you will be a blessing. And if you obey me, I'll bless you even the more glory to God. Yeah. And so um, he tells him that and his move. His blessing was predicated on his obedience. Exactly. And sometimes, yes, his obedience. Our blessing is tied to our obedience. Mm-hmm. He said, if you do this, I'll do that. And sometimes, uh, because we haven't taken to, and, and sometimes we try to think out a plan, and God didn't give him a plan. He didn't give him no plan. He said, you just got to leave it because who wants to leave their country? Everything that they're familiar with, your relatives, who wants to leave the people that they love? You you have no idea how hard or how desperate that had to be for him to leave all that he knew behind to obey the voice of God to show. He said, and I'll show you as you go to because they didn't know where they were going. He says, I'll show you. He says, go to a land that I'm going to show you. He hadn't showed them yet. They hadn't gotten to it yet. And so his blessing was tied into his obedience. Yeah. So sometimes we just have to start the process of obedience, yes. even though we don't know where that next step is taking us. You know? and, and, and a prime example is where I am right now. I told you, and you are one of the first people who knew that um, the conference that uh-huh. uh, I'm getting ready to do in September took me three years to do because I was afraid uh, to do it. 
Um, but the moment that I obeyed God, doors swung open in a time of um, famine, in, yeah. in, in this time of crisis, in this, you know, so your blessing really is tied to your obedience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God wants to often take us to greater, but we are afraid of what that looks like since we don't know. A lot of times that God doesn't clue us in and say, okay, this is what it's going to look like. This is where you're going. Make a left here, turn right there. And he just, yeah. but sometimes he just says, go, go. And you got to trust his go and know that he is God. You got to trust his go, his G O and know K N O W that he is God. Yeah. You got to trust it. You dropping gems this morning, sister. God bless you. <laughs> That's good. This is good. Um, so what happens when we stay in a place when our season is over? You know, we stay there too long, you know, because we are comfortable, because we are afraid, because we are sometimes we have low self-esteem and we just don't see ourselves how God sees us. And so we don't think that we're capable to walk in that space. What happens when we stay in a season too long or stay in a place too long? Um, Offenses start to occur. Um, You start to um, over-exaggerate. I mean, several things can happen here. Um, Again, offenses will start to occur because it's time for you to go. So God will start making you uncomfortable. Um, He'll start to push you out. And so when he starts to push you out, um, things start to happen that if you don't get up and move on your own, they'll drive you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're um, not supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, then you you get stuck in unforgiveness because somebody hurt you. They hurt your feelings. Um, they said something to you slick that you didn't like. Um, you're looking at people sideways. Relationships are severed when you overstay um, mm-hmm. someplace too long um, because some relationships are seasonal. Mm-hmm. Some are, uh, you know, some are eternal. And sometimes relationships are ruined because we overstay our stay. Yes. You've worn your welcome. It's like my granny used to say, you don't wear your welcome out here. <laughs> exactly. You, 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 you don't wear your welcome out. And God is saying, get your tail up and move to the next place that I called you to. And he's trying to get you to the land of milk and honey. But you want to stay right here because you're comfortable. And yeah. so then fear sets in. Because you're still there and God wants you to move and you're afraid to obey and move out because you don't know where he's taking you next. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, possibly God has told you two years ago to be, to go someplace else to move on, that your season is up here or this relationship is over. This person is no longer attached to your destiny work I'm taking you but you're still there because you're comfortable and like you say offenses start to occur you're miserable you're hurt you're di- you know consistently disappointed but right. this, this is a space that you don't even belong in you are two years overdue you know and so where this place is is not who you are and it's not who God has designed you to be so you're a square peg in a round hole oh my now you just said my pool there yeah, yeah. And so perhaps you find as you're listening, you, you're thinking to yourself, this sounds like me. I know that there is a different place that I'm supposed to be in. I know that it's time for me to pick up my toys and move on. You know, I know that God has really been dealing with me on some things or sometimes I'm not even sure. You know, I really admonish you to start to pray and really seek God for direction um, because 
I, I guarantee you that there is greater in store for your life and that there's so much more that he wants to do. Um, we are going to take a break here and then we're going to be back with Pastor Yanni Black. Stay tuned. So, Al, the Nowadays Sessions? The debut project from Alfonso. 11 brand new songs. With your mind adrift As a Also featuring other family and friends for more information, go to www.timonmusic.com. Make some noise, some noise, make some noise. And we're back. We're back with Pastor Yanni Black. And we are talking about our topic today, moving on with or without closure. Let's get to that part. A lot of people, specifically women in, say, male and female relationships, they become stuck and unable to move on, or they have um, unsuccessful relationships because they are waiting on or they feel like they need this thing that we call closure. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I just, I know women, you know, and I talk to a lot of women, maybe men deal with this as well, but I know I hear women say that, you know, like, I just need closure. I just need for him to come and say that it's over. I just need for him to say he doesn't want to get married. You know, <laughs> what do you think when people are talking about that? What do you think that they mean by needing closure? Um, they need an answer as to why it's uh-huh. ending. Why, why, why is it over? Why do you feel the way you feel? And why don't you want to be here anymore? Mm-hmm. Or why did you do the things that you did to draw us to this conclusion? They want a, a solid answer. And sometimes that answer may never come. Yeah. Cause that, that was my is that, is that realistic? Is not getting, a, is having closure without an answer realistic or wanting, you know, being unable to move on without that closure, you know, is that always realistic to feel like it's going to be wrapped up in a neat little bow? Sometimes it's not realistic depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, um, you know, you don't know because sometimes it's just in God's timing. Um, you won't always know why a person um, did what they did. Sometimes it's in, and sometimes you deal, people deal with generational curses and we don't know because they don't know. We haven't taken the time to find out. Sometimes mm. people um, walk, um, you know, people offend us and, and hurt us, not because that's what they wanted to do. Um, doors were open and that they made a decision to do it. And sometimes you, sometimes things that we do, we can't even explain away, except that I was stupid right here. Um, I blew it. Um, and I'm sorry. And sometimes that kind of answer isn't good for people. They're not okay with that answer. So sometimes even if they get an answer, that's still not closure for them because they think you, they want you to come up with this, oh, this eerie theory saying that, you know, they want you to create this magnetic story for them because they can't understand why you did me this way. Mm-hmm. Why, why did it have to be me that you hurt or let down or, uh, you know, or walked away from, I'm too good to be true or, you know what I'm saying? I thought <laughs> I was 
you for the rest of my life. And sometimes it's just not that way. Now you said something right there. We're looking for people to give us sometimes all they can say was I was stupid right there or I messed up. And and that is not good enough. You know, but we want this, you know, theoretical concept on relationships and we want them to break it down. But they have sometimes people have baggage. They have unprocessed stuff. And We and I often tell people, I said, you are looking for something from them that they don't have the capacity to give you. My God, they don't have the capacity. They don't have the ability. They don't have the space um, to do it. They don't have the knowledge or the wisdom to even do it. Because if you grew up with somebody who was molested and who was abused, um, nine times out of 10, they grow up because what do we know? Hurt people do what? Hurt people. Yeah, it's a it's a research pattern that um, it's habitual. Most times, if you don't get healed from the hurt and the scars, um, you seek some type of counseling or get healed or walk in forgiveness. Then you are almost ninety nine point nine percent going to repeat that pattern because uh-huh. hurt people hurt people and they don't do it intentionally. Right. Um, it is the residue. Um, that has been infiltrated into their lives. They didn't ask somebody to molest them. So then when somebody is, you know, somebody turns out to be gay or, you know, in a relationship, you in a heterosexual relationship, but then you're secretly uh, sleeping with another man or you're a woman and you're sleeping with another woman. I'm not really trying to hurt you, but from um, the pain that was inflicted to me, I couldn't really uh, be open enough to tell you that this is how I feel because you wouldn't accept me or accept it if I did, because then you would think that this is about you and not about me. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you have not been to therapy, if you have not had spiritual guidance many times People do not have the words to give you. They don't. You know, um, to say that just what you said, that I have been, you know, I have been hurt or I have been, you know, I was rejected by my father. I was, you know, abandoned. I have abandonment issues. Or I mean, if you, you, you don't have that verbiage to say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I yeah. it, uh, when we were at um, uh, the I Love Me Better Than That retreat last year, um, I had really bad daddy issues. And though I had the most incredible uh, stepfather to ever live, uh, my natural dad was in my life and absolutely loved me. I still had issues because mm-hmm. I was a product of adultery. And a lot of people don't want to talk about that. And because of that, I dealt with adultery in my adult life. Um, mm-hmm. Almost every man up until I got married was either dating somebody already or married. Um, and I realized not until I dealt with generational curses um, that I knew that it was from that. Mm. And I had to deal with it or it was, I was going to die in it. God, yeah. are you, I don't want this to come over into my marriage. Help me to get healed from this right now. And sometimes, yes, we go to God and we do all of the spiritual work, but sometimes you need to talk out your deliverance. Sometimes you need to talk out your healing so that you can get all of it out because sometimes people um, don't necessarily understand where you are. If wow. you've ne- Yeah, you can be a pastor, but if you've never been um, molested or raped or beat up by somebody you love, then you can't really 
you haven't been touched by this infirmity, so you can't really guide me yeah, to where I need to, to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or yeah. if you've never had, if you've never been in a, an adulterous relationship or any of those things, you've never been a drug addict or, you know, just all of those things that happens in relationship. Well, he's walked off. You know, if he's got a gambling problem and he done gambled your house away and you saved your life savings for it, well, we got a problem here. Mm-hmm. And, but everybody want to say in church, let's just pray about this. No, we need some counseling, some real <laughs> Some counseling that's going to help me keep me from killing this other individual. Because right. somebody's life is getting ready to be on the line. And I'm talking about in real life. These are real life situations. Oh, you're talking about, oh, well, let's just pray about it. He loves me. But he beating you upside your head every time you go home. And then when you shoot him dead, then they still want to see. No, we should have went and we should have engaged in some professional counseling when everybody figured out that they didn't, they didn't have what it took to speak to this situation. Yeah. You have to be realistic. And that's why I often say I am a big proponent of therapy. I advocated yeah. for my, you know, I, I have gone to therapy. I advocated for my children, you know, whomever my church members, um, because I think that we have to, even as leaders, you have to, and even as we're talking about these topics, you have to know where your, anointing is, where your skill set is, and then you have to know how to say, hey, I am going to put you in someone else's hands. I'm going to refer you to someone that I think that can help this aspect, you know, but, and not want to be the be all end all for people. Right. And I I think even as women, sometimes we run into that, that we want to be the savior. We want to be the friend. We want to be the buddy. We want to be the girlfriend. We want to be the wife. We want to be the, you know, all of that. Yeah. Cause we, we into fixing things. We want to be the fixer. Yeah. 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 We want to be the answer, you know? Um, and then, um, and so, so some, you know, and just really kind of coming back to the topic of moving on when I was hearing you talk about, you know, the different things that can happen in relationships and therapy and, and needing to, you know, talk through some things. Sometimes talking about that closure aspect, sometimes we need to, it's important to examine ourselves. Absolutely. And because we want them to say why they don't want this relationship and what's going on. And we want them to tie it in a neat little boat for us so that we, Somehow, and we think that we're gonna feel better when they're honest with us, but a lot of time it would just blow you up, you know, if they really tell you, <laughs> right? You know, absolutely. But sometimes we have to look at ourselves as we're moving on, so that, and I heard you say, so that I don't take these patterns and these cycles into the next relationship, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Because the truth really is, unless you let it go. Unless you forgive them and forgive yourself, unless you forgive the situation, unless you realize that the situation is over, you can't even move forward. Uh-huh. Exactly. You, you, you can't move forward into not not um, effectively. You can't. Yeah. Um, because how many times have we overstayed in relationships that um, didn't serve us anymore or staying in bad situations that we knew wasn't good for us? Mm-hmm. Um, but we stayed there because it's like something in us gravitates to this bad behavior or this feeling that we get from this person where God is saying, I created you to be a more than a conqueror. I created you to be above only and not beneath you. You're you're too good for this right here. And until you see yourself 
as being too good for where you're at, then we won't ever move forward. Because you for recognizing that you might potentially be the perpetrator or the cause of the situation, because sometimes we don't really believe that we are, um, you have to take a, a, a very distinct look in the mirror and do some intense um, recap on yourself and say, I need to get my own self together here. Yeah, because sometimes what you're looking for from the other person really needs to come from you, you know, really needs and, to come from you. or else you will continue in a cycle of unsuccessful relationships or you will become stuck or you will be afraid to trust again. You will have trust issues. And, and anytime someone tells me they have trust issues, I always say, well, you're not ready to be in another relationship. You're not ready to get married, you know, right. Um, we're in marriage counseling and you're talking about trust issues. I'm like, well, we need to just stay here in this phase of it. You know, don't get married with those same issues because it, right. it will sink your marriage. And it's going to frustrate the other person. And anytime you got to look at somebody's phone 50,011 times and uh, stalk their Facebook page and you, you know, you, you doing everything that, that, that you, um, that, uh, you know, that you shouldn't yeah. be doing that. It's an indication that it's it's time to do something different. Yeah, yeah. That takes a lot of time and energy, you know. Um, and then how do I move on if I haven't gotten that apology? You know, the answers to my questions, the vindication, you know, like, because some people, they, they stay right there and they're unable to, I can't move on until he, until they apologize, you know, and, and this could be in a family relationship, mm-hmm. you know, I can't get past the offense until they come back and apologize. How can I forgive them if they haven't apologized or until they tell me why, you know, and we, they will live their life looking for that why from that other person. How do I right. move on if I haven't gotten my why, my answers, my apology? Well, you have to first um, disconnect yourself from the person. Mm. Now, relatively, if if it's your family, your blood family, you can disconnect yourself from them, but you won't be separated from them. Um, you might need to separate for a season, disconnect for a season until you find, until God gives you peace in this area. But certainly anything outside of your blood family or your marriage, you have to disconnect yourself from the person who calls, um the injury or the brokenness in your heart or the offense, you have to separate. And then you have to find peace in the fact that sometimes people don't even know that they wrong or accept the fact that they wrong. You have to find peace in that and be, and learn to be okay. Apostle Clee used to say it is what it is, mm-hmm. but it don't got to stay that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things really are what they are. But they don't have to stay that way. You can find God will give you the strength to move on if you want to move forward. And then um, lastly, um, beyond prayer, outside of prayer, you got to forgive. You have to forgive. But they never said, I'm sorry. But you got to forgive because the Bible says, the Bible says in Matthew, I believe it is 18 and 21, um, Peter asked Jesus, how many times do I forgive um, my brother or whoever who have transgressed against me? Should I just forgive them 70 times? And Jesus said to them, no, not just seven times, but 70 times seven in a day. Come on, somebody. So you got to learn how to forgive because the Bible simply says, if you don't forgive them of their trespasses, 
their sins against you, then I can't forgive you or yours. So you yeah. got to forgive either way. <laughs> you got to forgive so you can live. Yeah, forgive so you can live. Exactly. Because you staying stuck is not hindering the other person. It's hindering you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's tying you to that person. It's tying you to that experience. It's tying you to that relationship. It's tying you to that church. And God wants you to be free. You know, you talked about life and that more abundantly, you know, and this is so real for a lot of people, you know, that they are stuck in, you know, five years, five years ago, 10 years ago, stuck in their childhood and Mm -hmm. they are unable to move on because someone didn't apologize. Someone didn't say you were right. Someone didn't give them the why. And so they have just kind of, you know, wasted years and, and, and life. You know, right. Especially if somebody is a repeat offender uh-huh. toward you. Um, and I've, I, I, I have a, a very current um, living, breathing situation where that is happened and that that it is happening with the same person over several years, habitually um, causing offenses to me in my life, who I was very close with, um, whom I know at this point, I'll never get an apology. Um, one that they don't care because they don't care enough to apologize. Number two, when you in sin, it's hard to recognize that you are the person that is wrong. So, you know, sometimes you, you wasting your breath trying to even get, but the Lord says, listen, I don't have to, um, I have to forgive, but I don't have to bring you back, um, into my life until you've repented to me. Uh I don't have to do that. So you can disconnect. And forgive and still move on so you can live. Mm-hmm. Because like you said earlier, forgiveness ain't for them, it's for you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you just have to sometimes come and you have to come to terms with life without those answers. Life mm-hmm. without a, that apology. You know, your moving on, your success is not tied to their actions. And, and, and sometimes people can be so hurt and so miserable and like, if they would just come back and apologize, I would be okay. And then I could move on. But I found that your desire for peace or moving on or joy or whatever that is, your desire for that has to be greater than your desire for them to come back and do whatever it is that you desire from them. It has you know? to be It has to be greater. Or else you will be so miserable in life. Because believe me, they will be going on living their best life and not even thinking about you. Not, ain't, ain't studying you. They will be married to somebody else and you will be unmarried and happy, you know, yeah. <laughs> waiting on them to come back and, and just say why they didn't want to marry you, you know, yeah. or, you know, why they hurt you the way they did or why that pastor treated you the way that it did. You know, they did, you know, um, but you have to, and, 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 and sometimes I think that people are fooled because, they have physically moved on mm-hmm. or they give the appearance of moving give, on. Absolutely. You give the appearance of moving on, but, but their heart is still there. Their head oh is still there. Oh my goodness. What mm-hmm. you said, what mm-hmm. you said, because still, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's amazing what we'll put ourselves through um, for the sake of a paycheck. You're miserable on the job. They hate you. They mistreat you. They talk to you any kind of way or for the sake of not being alone. Because we don't know how to love ourselves. We we can't stand our own company. And we, we refuse to do the work to do that. Wow. And the only 
person we who can't is stand suffering. our own company. We can't stand our own company, but the only person who is suffering in these situations is you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and sometimes holding on um, to something that is unhealthy, uncomfortable, hurtful seems more comfortable, but letting go takes bravery. And moving on is what makes us stronger and happier. But we're afraid to let go. Yeah, I saw a quote that says, it hurts to let go, but sometimes it hurts more to hold on. Ooh, girl, what you yeah. said right there? Yeah, that it hurts part. to let go, but sometimes it hurts more to hold on. Yeah, and and the flower of love that you're holding on to will sometimes turn into a cactus the longer you hold Ooh. on. The whole, the longer you hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just awesome. Um, and I, I really feel like it's resonate, resonating with a lot of people that are in this space in their life and are going through some of these things in their mind. And just as we kind of wrap up, I want to talk about, because um, we've talked about external relationships and we've talked about our jobs and church, um, but sometimes it's us. Absolutely. Yeah. How do I move on from my failures, my past mistakes, bad decisions, people I've hurt? You know, maybe there was addiction in my past and I've hurt a lot of people and maybe they have come to terms with it. They've accepted me back, but I can't get past. I can't look people in the eye. I can't get past my past financial failures or, um, you know, just bad decisions that I made in my twenties. And now I'm in my forties and I'm reaping, you know, I'm still reaping what I've sown, you know, how do I move past that so I can live in victory? Well, uh, first you have to know who you are and whose you are. That's first. Then you have to forgive yourself. Um, there is what, therefore, no condemnation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and then be not um, entangled again to that yoke of bondage that God has freed you from. So, once God takes you through the process of healing or deliverance, you have to you have to forgive yourself because there's no sense in someone else releasing you, but you you keep yourself tied into a bondage that God never intended you to stay in. Mm. Um, you have to, you have to forgive yourself. And a part of that healing process may, um, be, maybe you need to go to therapy. Maybe, um, sometimes God takes us through different processes, through different routes of, uh, you know, of healing and deliverance and restoration, because they're not all the same. Um, when God is, um, uh, restoring a thing and returning it back to its original intent, um, he sometimes has to cut us and heal us at the same time. And that's a very unpleasant feeling. And again, it comes with taking a, a look in the mirror, identifying um, your failures, because sometimes you don't even identify uh, mm. why or where you've failed. And once mm. you've identified that, you can, cor- you can correct um, you can correct it. Like, um, if I don't, cause, uh, what did, uh, Paul say? He said, I didn't even know this was a sin unless somebody had told me mm-hmm. I wouldn't have even known. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't know that they're being stupid until somebody tells them this was real stupid that you did <laughs> or until you, until you hit, you know, because the drug addict don't really even know that they're an addict until they don't lost everything almost. Um, right. the, sometimes um, the gambling, the gambler, they don't even know they have an addiction until they don't have nowhere to live no more. Yeah. Until they don't lost their wife, their house, their car, their job. 
And so sometimes you got to take a hard look in the mirror and you have sometimes you need an intervention and say, hey, I need. And sometimes we got to change our thinking process, too. Mm-hmm. because you got to, he says, what, let this mind be in you because he knows that our level of thinking um, possesses the co- the capacity to be low sometimes. And that's why he says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not like your thoughts. So you got to let, you got to let the mind of Christ be in you every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's and good. forgive yourself so you can move on. Yeah. So you won't be a repeat offender. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a hard look at yourself in the mirror and really being honest with yourself, you know, but like you say, sometimes we don't realize until, you know, a spouse can be in a marriage and they can say things to their spouse and and not realize how hurtful and damaging those things are until it's, you know, the spouse is practically at the end of their rope or, you know, keep making bad decisions in that marriage until it's, 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 hurt you know it, it, it's damaged you know yeah. but sometimes looking in the mirror and taking a hard look at yourself yeah that's good yeah that's good and I mean because think. for me I know for me one of the greatest things that probably ever damaged my marriage was getting payday loans now I made a lot of money um mm-hmm. and at the time my husband wasn't really making a lot of money and I didn't really see it as a lack of faith then I was just trying to keep our house afloat mm-hmm. but because um, the loans were reoccurring, it was eating up more money than what I was making. Exactly. I wasn't yeah. considering his, uh, I didn't consider his opinion. I didn't ask his permission. And that almost killed us. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't stay above water. It almost caused us to go bankrupt. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, and so, yeah, you making money, but you making bad decisions while you making that money. money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You making bad decisions, and so where can you even see that your money is going? Because it's ate up with payday loans. Because mm-hmm. every time you get paid, they taking your money. Yeah, yeah. but then you you flick at the mouth. Your attitude is bad, and God is saying, "I'm not pleased with that daughter. I'm not pleased with that." And so I had to really take, and it was hard. It was hurtful honesty. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and, and I appreciate your. Your, your transparency in that because I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to that because when we talk about bad decisions in marriage a lot of people look at they think immediately infidelity or you know different things but sometimes it's you know um it's, it's going out all the time and and, and not being considered an other spouse or making those bad financial decisions like you're just talking about and and, and learning how to say hey this is on me and I need to apologize, you know, and, and, me, and then the other spouse being able to move on from that and you all being able to move on together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because my husband had to cover me a lot uh, during that season and that time. Um, I'm sure he took a lot of um, weight and pressure because, um, because, you know, it was my fault, but he always covered me no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, um, that that part of that the storm and the season we in humbled me to a place that I can't even explain. Mm-hmm. And once God delivered me from getting payday loans, I've never had one since. I've never had to think about it, wanted to think about it. No, none of that. I'm mm-hmm. God. If you deliver me, I ain't never going back there. And when He did, I ain't never been back. But it taught me faith too, because then God began to stretch me and 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 tell me like my my trust had to be in Him and not them. Yeah. Yeah. And then and that's and, where that thing was birthed from in my life. My trust had to be in him and not them. Yeah, that's awesome. Um 
And this has been just such a great discussion. And I really feel like um, as we're talking today, there's someone that is listening or several people that are listening and you are in a season where um, you know that it's time to move on. You know that it's time to um, come out of this relationship that you're in. It's time for you to move on to a greater job or, you know, the, the church where you are or um, even the, the, the friendship that you're in. Um, has become toxic and damaged and it's not feeding you, but instead it's taking away from you. And But you are still there because of fear, because of low self-esteem, because you don't know what the next step is going to be. I want to encourage you to know that God loves you, first of all, and he yes. has created you for so much greater. And yes. um, we don't often do this, uh, actually we've never done this, but Pastor Yanni, if you would just quickly just give us a quick prayer um, for those people that really, um, you know, that they would just really hear the voice of God and have the courage to take that step of faith and move on with or without closure. Sure. Father, we just, we thank you this morning, God, for who you are. We thank you for what you've been to us and, and where you're taking us. And God, we pray even right now for the strength and the strategy to move from this stuck place, God. We pray even right now for the power that you would uproot us and propel us to our next dimension in you. God, I pray even right now that you would resurrect our mind, that you would articulate our thoughts. Glory to God. And anything that's not like you that would try to keep us hindered in this place, I pray even right now that you would move every hindrance, every mindable shot, that you would take us, glory to God, from faith to faith. Glory to God in you. And I pray even right now for a support system to yes. support every decision. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Every unfruitful place, every um, every place that's not designed by you, I pray even right now, God, that you would give us um, direction and clarity for your word declares that any man lack wisdom, let us ask you and you'll give it to us. I pray for divine wisdom this morning yes. in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I pray even right now against backlash, against retaliation. Once they make the decision to move, I pray for forgiveness in Jesus name and let it be so. Let it be so. I pray even right now for every person that's in a stuck place to be uprooted, to be uncomfortable to be restless in Jesus' name until they make the decision to move out on where you've called them to be, whether it's relational, whether it's professional, whether it's emotional. God, wherever we are, you know our location. And we ask, God, that you first help us. We need your help this morning to move and to move expeditiously in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I just, I really wanted to be obedient to the voice of the Lord because I know that you have spoken to some people and this conversation has pricked something in someone. And I just, I want to just really speak to that. And, and as you say, you don't have to stay in that stuck place. There is so much more for you. And we want you to know here on relevant, the radio show, we come to um, spread light and joy. Uh, but we want you to know um, that the great destiny that God has for you is waiting for you. And all you have to do is take a step of faith. Relevant, a radio show, sharing a real message in a relevant way. 
fighting to win Women's Conference with Pastor Yanni, September the 18th, Friday night at 7 p.m., Saturday morning, September the 19th from 9 to 3 at 3429 Camp Jackson Road in Centerville, Illinois. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Prophetess Renee Winston, all the way from San Francisco, California, will be here, will be our guest speaker, our very own Raytina Robinson will be our worship leader. Um, Tamika Foggy is going to be doing special music. The incredible Jesse Prather is going to be our musician. So it's going to be an amazing time. You don't want to miss it. The registration is $25. You can register by going to the cash app, dollar sign, 5676 Yanni, Y-O-N-N-I-E. Come, come, come. It's going to be amazing. Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life, back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter, hallelujah. How can it be? Father. I don't wanna love nobody, love 
nobody but you. I really mean it this time. in Philippians, the third chapter, the 12th of the 14th verse. The Message Bible says, I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I've made it, but I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Those are words from the Apostle Paul that admonishes us to focus on the goal of moving forward, forgetting the things that are behind. Do you find yourself constantly replaying the highlight reel of your life with your mistakes, failed relationships, and bad decisions playing a starring role? Perhaps you are stuck waiting for an apology that you never received, closure for a relationship that never came, or answers to questions that you have yet to have resolved. I want to speak a word of life to you today. God desires that you live a life of abundance, one that is not held hostage by others. Move on from a place of stagnation to a place of victory. Refuse to be bound by past relationships, hurts, or betrayals. Come to a place in your mind where your life and happiness is not dictated by the answers of others. Come to terms with the fact that your questions may never be answered to your satisfaction. You may never know why. They may never apologize. And listen, you're not excusing their actions. It by no means makes it right if you have been wronged but you are making a conscious decision to move forward past the mistakes and past the experiences and you're moving towards your own happiness. Understand that some friendships in your life may be seasonal. Recognize when relationships become toxic or unfruitful rather than diminish your light so that you are not too bright for them. Know when it's time to move on. There's a quote by Mandy Hale that says, sometimes you have to move on without certain people. If they're meant to be in your life, they'll catch up. To be clear, there are no ill feelings. 
I'm just moving on. And I hope that you catch up if it's meant to be. Don't sit in that barren place because it's too hard to move on. It hurts to let go, but sometimes it hurts more to hold on. Stop saying it's too hard. To be clear, there are no ill feelings. I'm just moving on. Don't sit in that barren place because it's too hard to move on. Don't use the excuse that it's too hard in order to hold on longer than you should. It hurts to let go, but sometimes it hurts more to hold on. I assure you that you will be okay. Maybe not today and maybe not tomorrow, but you can do this. Forgive yourself, move past your mistakes, and move on.
relevant, relevant, radio show, sharing a real message in a relevant way. The Relevant Spotlight. Hi, and you are listening to Relevant, the radio show with Natasha Harrod. We are featuring the Relevant Spotlight. And today in the Relevant Spotlight is Pamela Davis of Queen of Resilience. Hi, Pamela. How are you? Hey, Tasha. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. So to start off, why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization and tell us about yourself? All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Pamela Davis. I am the founder and CEO of Queen of Resilience. And our mission with Queen of Resilience is to teach individuals how to be resilient in every area of their life by increasing mental health awareness, mentorship, and professional development. We believe in being brave, being centered, and definitely resilient. I founded uh, Queen of Resilience in 2017. And the reason why I founded this organization is because I suffer from panic attacks my freshman year at the University of Missouri-Columbia. So I wanted to make sure that I am empowering other uh, youth and young women to overcome anxiety um, and depression. I'm also an HR professional with a background in credentialing, uh, workers' compensation, and recruitment and placement. All right. So that's awesome. That's an awesome um, goal for your organization um, to assist in the mental health of young women and be brave, be centered and be resilient. That's great. I love that. And then the fact that you were prompted to start it from your personal experience. So today our topic is we're talking about moving on and I added with or without closure because sometimes, you know, we feel like we can move on because, you know, when we have closure, when everything is just kind of, you know, ended very nice and neatly. But we also talked about um, in the first segment, moving on with or even sometimes without closure when um, we don't get the answers that we want or feel like we need when we don't get the apology that we feel like we are deserved. And thinking about this in terms of, you know, sometimes that means letting go of friendships that have become toxic, releasing ourselves from romantic relationships that um, are no longer fruitful. Changing our major can be sometimes, you know, disappointing or traumatic, leaving a church Um, And sometimes anxiety and depression can develop from making these life changes, especially like you say, your organization um, kind of targets or specifically works with um, young women. I know adults as well, but, you know, specifically young women and making life changes, especially in that phase of your life can sometimes lead to depression or anxiety and like you said, panic attacks. Um, What tools, what are some of the tools that you have used to cope mentally during times of adjustment in your life? I think when it comes to closure, closure is not for uh, the other person, but it's for you. So some of the tools that I have personally used, I have become a advocate for journaling. So I do believe in journaling every day. I try to journal every day. Uh, I try to stretch and going to therapy. And what I learned about going to therapy, uh, the therapist not is not going to answer all of your questions, but that therapist is going to help you navigate through life and find your own answers. And then also breathing techniques and all of these things I have learned um, to help me with my anxiety and just going through depression. Okay. Yeah. So it's important to find kind of what works for you. Right. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so how valuable has um, having a support system when we experience life changes, how valuable have you seen that to be in your life? I think a support system, I'm, I'm just going to say a support system is definitely everything to me. It means the world to me. And I feel like when you are weak in some areas of your life, because everyone is going to go through a challenging and traumatic uh, time in their lives and their support system is those individuals that's going to strengthen you. They're going to have empathy and they're going to have encouragement. And when you have those individuals that see the best in you, even at your weakest moment, and they still believe that you are great, those are uh, great uh, individuals to have around your life in order to strengthen you to get to your next level. That's good. That's good. Because sometimes we need to move on from mistakes that we've made or choices that we've made. And Mm -hmm. we kind of, sometimes we can be our own worst critic But like you're saying, when we have that support system, they see the best in you. Even when you've messed up, they still see your potential. They still see the greatness that lies in you, even if you're not living up to it at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they kind of help you to rise to that. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then we can be sometimes so focused on moving on, you know, planning our next big move, um, going to the next thing, jumping into the next relationship, um, you know, moving on to the next major or the next school or next job, the next thing. And sometimes we don't really take time to process the feelings of loss or grief of the ending of an experience or relationship. Um, And even like with 2020 with COVID and all of the changes that it's brought to everybody, I often say, you know, like sometimes we tend to judge our experience by the next person. And mm-hmm. I understand the phrase when people say it could be worse or so-and-so, you know, is going through this and it's so much worse than what you're going through. And I get that, but then it kind of negates or minimizes th- that person's experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think about, you know, the graduates that didn't get the graduation or the, mm-hmm. the, um, the senior prom or the college graduation, or, you know, you didn't get that milestone. You didn't get, you know, whatever that thing was, you know? And so there's a certain amount of grief. We can say that, you know, or, you know, even losing a loved one has been so unnatural this year. You have not been able to have a, a traditional celebration of life. It's just been you in the funeral home, you know, everybody gloved and masked. And so you haven't been able to have a support system. And so you just kind of had to move on and move on. But let's talk about how this can kind of be harmful to our mental health when we really don't take the time to process the loss of that relationship, the loss of a friendship, the loss of a romantic relationship, the loss of having to change your dreams and your plans to go to, you know, cause it didn't work out, you know, God has something greater for you, but right. you kind of, you know, I'm feeling some type of way, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and sometimes we, we have to process that. Definitely. Um, I feel like that when we go through a process of grief and we numb our emotions and we don't have any feelings, um, we never address the root of our trauma. We keep reliving it every day. And I'm personally, um, just with my experience losing my mom last year, I'm going through grief, uh, growing. I will say not going through grief. I'm saying, I'm going to say I'm growing through grief mm-hmm. and learning how to honor, uh, my mom in a different way. And it can be harmful to our mental, uh, wellness when 
we get stuck in the area and say, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But if you really okay, then why are you saying sometimes when we just say we're okay, that's mean we don't want individuals to get in our business. Uh (laughs) We don't want individuals to really know what's going on, but we have to get the root of our issues, the root of our guilt. Um, We have to make sure that we know in our minds and in our hearts that we can overcome um, the spirit of grief because I do believe that you can go through things naturally, uh, but there's a spirit of grief that can come on you as well. And to me, the spirit of a grief is a sense of attack and we don't want to go into that level. So um, when it comes to um, being harmful, um, this definitely can be harmful with um, mental wellness when we succumb our emotions. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you want to process it, but you don't want to stay there. And I love the way, I love the way that you put it, growing through grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes you know we, the temptation can be to just sit there and marinate in it and not grow, not come, not when I say come out of it, but not um, you know move through it. You know, it should be a fluid process. You know, and, yeah. and we shouldn't become stagnant in it because we can have that spirit of grief that you're talking about. And we're, we're not, because I think in every experience, there's something to gain from it. There's something to, even in the worst experience, there's something to gain from it and learn from it. And you talked about, even though, you know, your mom has passed, learning how to honor her in a different way, right. you know? And so we right. learn that through the experience. We learn the lessons that she taught us, you know, what, even if that relationship, you know, that people have to move on from was a negative or ended negatively, then you want to take some still, you want to take some things that you learned in that relationship to not repeat some of those same mistakes or not attach yourself to the same type of person. And I know sometimes we look at grief being just losing a loved one, but grief can be not getting their promotion. Grief can be not having uh, that friend or that closeness or that romantic relationship that we had in our lives. But sometimes God give us sneak peeks and moments of beauty and traumatic experiences. And we have to look for that beauty in grief, even in grief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it can be very difficult, but we have to look for that. Yeah. And then sometimes in those traumatic experiences or in those experiences that feel like a loss, um, we, we actually meet God there mm-hmm. or we, we, we we discover friends that we didn't really know that we had in that way. And they, they come and surround us, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we, you find an, a new tribe, you know, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So we've, t- we're talking about moving on, um, you know, and like I say, we talked about a support system and this at any age, you really need a support system, but specifically as a young adult, navigating the changes of life. Um, and I think this is where queen of resilience, um, you know, comes in, you know, resilience is definitely needed during these times of transition in our lives. Can you tell us a little bit about the services and programs that queen of resilience offers? Sure. So one of the programs that queen of resilience has is the meet the queen and meet the queen empowerment program. That's the meet the queen and meet the king empowerment program. So the purpose of that program is to equip students with the tools of becoming resilient mentally and professionally in order to establish a balanced life. And this is a program that uh, we do over the summer. It's a five week period. And the students have an opportunity to learn about mental health conditions from licensed professionals, 
tools on being professional under pressure, goal setting, coping skills, and so on. So this is one of the programs we have uh, offered with QOR, but we also have the QOR tribe. And the QOR tribe is a Facebook group where we talk about anxiety, we talk about depression, and give resources. Uh, one thing I do like that we have definitely pivot uh, during this time, and what we have pivoted to uh, for adults in this season is conversations, and our conversations have been ranging from grief to race um, and how to navigate that. And having those difficult conversations, we have to start having those uh, discussions in order for us to heal uh, during this time. So those are some things that QOR has been offering to the community. And when you talked about meet the king and meet the queen empowerment sessions, you said students. Is that high school or college or high school and college? High school and college. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so with things being virtual, um, how have and you mentioned like pivoting to conversations and even the meet the king and queen empowerment programs, are those offered virtually or how um, how can they access those programs? Sure. So the program for the Meet the Queen and the Meet the King Empowerment Program, their program is a summer program. And we are looking to uh, trying to pivot and seeing on what we can do for the fall. But the conversations are virtual currently. Okay. Okay. And the um, QOR Tribe is a Facebook group. That, this they can, that they can access through social media. And we definitely will have um, contact information for Pamela Davis and Queen of Resilience and how you can connect with um, the programs and the QRI tribe and um, really get that support that um, you may need or someone that you know to equip yourself um, and add one of the tools um, in your toolkit for mental wellness. Um, Pam gave us some great tools, practical tools, um, to assist us with moving on and um, combat anxiety and depression in our lives during that time. Because, you know, sometimes those, you know, those feelings can hit when it's time to move on. And sometimes that's why we drag our feet, because, you know, we, we don't feel like doing it. We don't want to do it. We don't want to be alone. But um, she gave us some tools as far as journaling, therapy, breathing techniques, you know, and not staying in your grief, but growing through your grief, which I think are all important points. And so, Pam, thank you for joining us today in the relevant thank spotlight. You thank thank you. you. Yeah. So you will be able to learn more information about Pam and Queen of Resilience on um, the relevant, the radio show Facebook page. So go to the Facebook page following the show and you will find more information on how to connect with uh, Queen of Resilience. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, doctor, what does it mean to be relevant? Relevance is the concept of one topic being connected to another topic in a way that relevant makes it use the radio show. Oh, you got to let it go. Oh, you got to let it go. Let it go. You got to let it go. Oh. Let it go. 
but I gotta let it go. Let it go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It may hurt to release it, but yes. I gotta let it go. Yes. It may hurt to walk away from it, but gotta let it go. Memories of days gone by. Yes. Say bye bye, bye bye, bye bye. <laughs> Memories of days gone by. Just gotta let it go. Oh, 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 oh. said I gotta let it go. Thankful thoughts. I thank God for the courage to move on when I needed to and not look back with or without the apology that I deserved. I thank God that he taught me to value myself and my peace and not remain in situations that devalued me. I am thankful that I continue to move forward from my past mistakes and failures and not allow them to hold me captive. Most of all, I'm thankful for freedom and for walking towards my destiny. Let me leave you with this. Life becomes easier when you learn to accept an apology you never got. Accept what is, let go of what was, and have faith in what will be. Thanks for joining us today. Have an awesome week. Be real, be relevant, and walk in the light. things you've been through, because they built your muscle. Now you're stronger than you've ever been. They can't stop You never